0: You are listening to Kansas City Podcast Network. Talent-driven, FCC-free. Check out our show lineup, videos, events, and more over at kcpn.org. The voices of Kansas City, unfiltered.
1: Hey, okay, fine. Hey, fuck it, we'll go live. Fuck it, we'll go live.
0: (laughs) Get! <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing the arm <laughs> motions, man. Yikes. Welcome to Three motor Lights Deep. I'm in a dead sweat and we don't know why. Uh, this is my dude, James. Say Hi. Or you could sound like... Hello. Hello.
1: Was it me you're lucky?
0: Hello. Um, or we could do, go Adele. Uh, One time I had uh, an Emmy award-winning news journalist tell me that I looked like Adele. And I was like, I think you've just never seen a thick white chick before. And you're just thinking (laughs) the first one that comes to mind. (laughs) Because I look nothing like Adele. I don't know how. I was like, ma'am, absolutely not. Like, absolutely not. So it made me laugh. uh, And I said that to her. And, well, weird that I don't work in mainstream media anymore. Yeah. Strange how that goes. (laughs) Uh Are you laser locked in?
1: Let's do this.
0: Let's do this. We're here to talk three more lights deep.
1: <laughs>
2: I'm Kat. Howdy, y'all. Howdy. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, we're weird as hell. So I guess this show is going to be the, I know not, know. The, not the lighter side of sports, but like the behind the, the, the shit that everybody wants to know from the people that are already in front of cameras all day long. Like my first guest, Carrington, uh, we've had some beef on the internet. I don't know. You don't know this really at all, but I'm just going to, you know, James will go with it. Charit and I have not always had the best of times. We still don't follow each other on any social media, so we're working up to it. Um, But we made an effort and a leap of friendship with this interview. Um, He called me a general friend or a, a general level friend, so I think we're getting there. But the way that I love people is I force my love onto them with, just showing up and just being there no matter what. And being like, hey! <laughs> um, so I'm like a golden retriever friend. It's kind of annoying. But basically. it'll take
1: you about an hour to get there.
0: Absolutely. I don't <laughs> know any concept of time. Um, I do. And at the same time, I'm like, does it matter? Hmm. No. And it does when people are waiting on you. So, yes, <laughs> time is a real thing when you tell people, yeah, I know. It, yeah. It's uh, It's a growing problem as an adult. I will try to face... This issue, and in 2021, that'll be my resolution: understand time. <laughs> that'll be it. It's like it's not be on time; just you know, understand it. It's totally fine. Uh, but with this new series, I kind of like killed off my old sports talk show. Uh, very much a historical talk show. I loved it. It was first all-female sports show, Kansas City history. That was cool. I was the first uh, female sports radio host here, and that was great. But I want to talk more than just sports, and, and everyone wants to say stick to sports. Absolutely not. Um, we've seen that people don't have to now. So all my bantering days of the peanut have finally paid off. I'm doing a show there now. I don't know if it's going to be once a month or every other week, but we'll kind of figure it out as it goes. We're all living day by day. <laughs> Day by day. That's like Jamal Charles' knee. How's it going? Day by day. It's day to day. I get it. Day I'm day. a day to day person now, though. Like, that's the one thing about the pandemic that I've really enjoyed is being able to just kind of plan things out 24 hours in advance. And that's about <laughs> it.
1: Yeah, that's all we can do, I guess. No, we don't know so. if it's going to exist
0: the next day. It's like Mariah Carey tweeted out that Thanksgiving was canceled. And I'm like, bitch, we don't even know if we're going to see October yet. Just chill. <laughs> like if we can't cancel whole ass holidays we don't even know if we're gonna get to november the whole world might be on fire there might be meteors raining down on us whatever yellowstone
1: or mega volcano
0: yeah or you know atlantis could rise out of the sea somehow Uh, you know that'd be kind of dope
1: i thought it kind of would be
0: like if we're gonna have some news i'm cool with the aliens like we flat out like as a population completely ignored the U.S. government admitting to UFOs and alien life. And we're just like, oh, that's cool. Anyways, back to the shit show going on uh, yeah. here on planet Earth. <laughs> that's wild.
1: But, but do you actually think it's an actual UFO? Or do you think it's just maybe like propaganda or like trying to make you think of Ooh. something else when something is about to happen?
0: I dig that. Yeah. It's all a distraction.
1: Yeah, because I mean, just because they're up in the sky... It could be, like, maybe a secret, I don't know, You could be an alien for all I know. Yeah, I could be.
0: I mean, it'd explain the the Viking, the half-Viking thing going on here. I'm only giving Uh you shit about it because I know you have to shave off all your facial hair and shave your head pretty much, right?
1: Well, I, that's, I'm trying to let the sides grow back out oh. so I can get back to the high and tight Yeah, so again. you're not just
0: going to, like... And he's not just doing this because he's, like, changing his look. Why Why are you shaking off all your... Uh, shit? Just
1: re-enlisted back into uh, the National Guard. So as of the 31st of August, the paper went through, so that's when the enlistment started. So uh,
0: yeah.
1: This four years will take me to, to my 10-year contract, or my 10 years. So we'll see... What happens after that? So. Well, we're going to
0: get married. We've already figured that uh, out.
1: Yeah. So, How many kids? Uh,
0: I've got two already. So oh. I feel like we can just leave it at that.
1: Okay. I if you want to have that.
0: a side chick baby, I'm cool with that. Like, right. you know, it'll be all right. We'll, we'll just, we'll just, uh, have so a like compound. A, yeah. So
1: like a secret wife kind of. Right. Like, yeah. I don't want to
0: have it, but it bet- the chick better be cute because I'm not going to like raise some weird.
1: Oh, this can do the surrogate thing yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, I. I am just really good at everything that I try. So I'd probably be really good at having another kid. I just don't really want to do it. You know? Yeah, makes I'm, sense. I'm too busy being three miller lights deep at the peanuts <laughs> to, to have a kid. That is true. Be, it would really encroach on my social schedule if I were to have a kid right now. Uh, yeah. So maybe in a little bit when you get back, you know? We got to get into our marriage. Oh, uh, yeah, that is you know? true.
1: Give us some time. Like, and then
0: maybe you'll be like 20 by that point and then it'll be <laughs> fine. that's <laughs> oh, so funny. I know. Like earlier, I was saying something about like, Oh yeah, well when I was born, you're like, oh well in the '80s, Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, what the hell I was born (laughs) And then it just it was okay. But anyways, um, I want to say thank you to everyone that has even tuned into this. I know that the Peanut is where we spend a lot of our time and love hanging out there because it's full of great people. So I want to say thank you to the Peanut for letting me do the show there. I just kind of announced it one day. I didn't really ask permission. Shocking. (laughs) I know this shocks everybody that I did that. Um, and and it's not like
1: we have a breakout or anything so yeah. have <laughs> <Like>, room <laughs> like,
0: I mean luckily there is a, we've got some space there and uh weird that Tuesday nights aren't really super popping there so we were able to record but Tuesday nights should be super popping there so bring everyone I don't know what uh, I'm recording yeah, the next I think it's show. two
1: or three dollar welds yeah, on Tuesday buckets in Miller Lite buckets
0: so it's destiny yes three Miller lights deep you could be five Miller lights deep. With me and you, and then whoever walks in, all all the celebrities go to the peanut. Uh, That's where I first broke news about Kelvin Benjamin, and that's where we found Carrington Harrison. Uh, So we're gonna jump into that interview. And James, is there any final thoughts or closing statements you'd like to make, or I don't know, like
1: we need a we need like a catchphrase. You really do. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Good morning, Vietnam. Nope, that one's taken.
1: Uh, Yeah. That. You see that? I think that would be kind of an insult on Robin Williams if I took that from him. <laughs> Absolutely. He's an icon, so I'm like, yeah, yeah I can't do that. it has nothing
0: that. to do with the show either, like yeah. anything that, yeah. So oh, come man. up with your own sign-off. We got plenty of episodes. I don't know when we're filming another one, like I said, day-to-day. Um, But the guest lineup is ridiculous, so I'm just working with them. They're all very much divas, and I'm just going to blame it on them. All the kids, they're just... They're just so Mariah carrying me right now. No, the the real thing is, uh football season is back in full swing. These things are just kind of like uh, these really fun interviews that I get the chance to do and just talk to people that I don't really even like that much, like Carrington. But you know, we just decided to do an interview anyway, so well, bam. Why not? Maybe it's well, bam. Maybe that's the sign up.
1: What bam?
0: Did it really take the Royals winning a World Series? the Chiefs winning a Super Bowl, and a global pandemic to get us on the same show together?
3: No, I would have came on before. I told you I would come on.
0: It's been, like, since you a never, few years.
3: You've never asked me. I was
0: in my basement.
3: We've never set a time. This is the first time there was a time set. So. 2020,
0: six years later. I'm not afraid to do anybody's
3: <laughs> show. I don't care whose show it is. No, I, that's a thing. Like, I would have went on between the lines if they asked me to go on there. What would you we'd, say on between the, the lines? talk about Black Lives Matter
0: because that's the first thing that you would think of with kevin kietzman right
3: yeah i mean he said things i strongly disagree with i want to talk to him about it
0: and how how has it been throughout your career though with with people kind of polarizing figures uh throughout the Kansas city market i don't know i feel like you've kind of come up with a lot of people with strong opinions and have managed to stick around the longest
3: i don't Um, know i'm trying to word it correctly
0: Let's just say flat out give you some time here that no matter what, as much as we have bickered publicly, I've always respected what you do because I think what you do is bring a new audience to sports media and sports radio because when I was growing up with it, it was Whitlock and Stephen St. John, and it was just AM static radio that gave me headaches. You know, I didn't really, like, bond with sports radio at all. And so you're bringing out a new listener and a new kind of demographic with people kind of, like, younger. Because I feel like sports radio has always been, like, that 40 and over crowd. Like, I feel like most of your groupies are probably older dudes They're like, hey, Carrington, well, I hope I don't big have fan. Freebies. I don't try to
3: think about it like that. Um, uh, I, well, I would say that our issues over time, if really caused a lot of growth, I would say one thing I've noticed with uh, white people, I'm just going to talk openly on this thing with white people is I, I want what's best for black people. Like, I'm not saying I don't want what's best for all people, but like specifically like, you know, how, like, just because you're really passionate about breast cancer, doesn't mean that you don't care about prostate cancer. Like you're really passionate about breast cancer. Like I love black people and I want the best for black people. So anybody that I think is in direct opposition to that, I have an issue with. Right. And at times I didn't think that you were an advocate for black people and that bothered me, especially because I felt like you made money off messaging that I thought black people's pain was in their music. Absolutely. And I thought you profited off that and I had an issue with it. Now I maybe could have voiced my concerns a lot differently than I voiced them. And I think Same. That, was a, Same. <laughs> that was a life lesson that I learned. Um, I also felt in that experience where I feel if you're really passionate and black, you get called angry and I was never angry. And I think in that it kind of showed me that I could fight the same fight, but I had to change the message in order for it to reach the largest amount of people. So, um, yeah, our issues were a really big learning experience. Um, I mean, I definitely went through times where I didn't really like you that much. I can say that, but, um, (laughs) I mean, it was like a like, I just, we just, I don't think we agreed philosophically. Um, But yeah, for the most part, I mean, I don't really have that many issues with people, like, you don't hurt my family or you don't take any money out of my pocket. like Or, like I said, like if you're not in direct opposition to black people, I don't really have too many issues with you.
0: Absolutely. And I feel very, very strongly about the family and the money thing. You know, it's like at the end of the day, we're all trying to protect ours. Uh, my advice was, uh, the, the advice that I took and the route that I took was playing a character and detaching from... Human emotion. So, with sports, my mentor at the time was like, just play a part, you know, take politics out of sports, just remove yourself from that. And that was 2014. So, I tried to stop talking about my personal life uh, on Twitter, or at least social media, you know, to start with. Um, and to be more of a character. And so when I did that, it's been over the last couple of years trying to unlearn those tendencies of being robotic and of being like the the immediate like, well, I just don't want to be involved with this. And I, I specifically remember uh, when I said I want to be excluded from this narrative, and I didn't even think in the grand scheme of things what it looks like to be uh, teaming up with Taylor Swift type of attitude.
3: It was very. And it, was so, it was so detached. No, absolutely. Very fitting response and all. Absolutely. Of that. Uh, it's kind of funny because I actually got the very opposite message. I remember one of the last times that I saw Nick Wright. We've, I be like, but like we were together and talked about life, and I told him that not many people get a chance to like meet their heroes. And I told him that, you know, I looked up to him and all that stuff, and he gave me the best piece of advice I ever got. He said, every time you get behind the microphone, be 100% who you are. if you aren't people, will hate you for it. And I just always did that. And I was talking to Tasha about this earlier. Like, I always hate when people call you, like, a troll or, compa- like, a contrarian. Like, I don't care enough about what other people think to purposely <laughs> align my views opposite of what they think. Like, I don't care if you like apple pie i think apple pie is terrible and i'm gonna tell you that i think apple pie is terrible for x y and z reasons like baked beans are terrible they're i don't awful. care where they come from Absolutely. i don't care if they're jackstaff nope. or bushes nope. i see why he trash. the secret recipe because it's terrible and you shouldn't share it with anybody like i don't say those things to be like oh what's everybody like and think the opposite because i don't really care in that sense what people like so you I made absolutely. that obvious
0: with the Kanye bracket because <laughs> yeah. you pissed off so many people with the final four of that like I was even going back today looking over at stuff I was like let me google Carrington Harrison you know because what pops up is I stopped you,
3: doing that a long time ago
0: I, I mean <laughs> as most people saying people should in media but like what pops up is you being community man mm-hmm. talking about all the things that you've been giving back to and the platform that you have now you've been utilizing for a long time not just to piss off Kanye stands you know <laughs> uh,
3: what I used was, to be a Kanye's stand well not really you understand. said
0: in that article though he, with he's hand, that like, is directly against black people so yeah. I'm not really I'm well, not really
3: rocking with Kanye West right now
0: I mean it's, I think it's just down to Gemini men you know <laughs> like if you want to talk about astrology right I had a great tweet the other day uh, about how fantasy football is to white guys like astrology is to white chicks you know like it's all just, like, this little, like, okay, let's see what we can do here with this blueprint, right? No, that's John? actually
3: really I, I that's actually really good. Um, thank you. That's actually really good. Is this I our was, first
0: compliment? Yo,
3: that's good. I'm so excited. I don't know if I'm going to have a whole bunch, but no, thank that was, you. That I was hope really so. strong. I
0: hope to change that narrative,
3: but thank that you. That was really strong. <laughs> uh, fantasy Guy is somebody I try to stay away from.
2: That's bracket, a poor
3: Bracket bubble, Guy though. is somebody I try to stay away from. Yeah. Because um, Fantasy Guy yeah. is annoying for this reason. He'll be you know, every touchdown in the NFL affects his fantasy team. Well, if you have seven teams, then yeah, Tyler Boyd's touchdown is big. Cause you're either going against him or playing against him in one of your nineteen. Yeah. Like you're not exhibiting any level of NFL knowledge in this. The same wow. way during March Madness, if you have seven brackets, you don't get credit for picking a sleeper. Mm-hmm. You should pick a sleeper. In some brackets, you should have the 11C winning, and some you should like. So, I don't give a lot of people credit. I try to stay away from those people the same way. I, I have a couple rules when it comes to dating. Number one, I will never date anybody who considers themselves to be a dog mom. A pet owner is a different uh, individual. Yeah, a pet that's owner a has one. a normal mindset. I
0: was not expecting anybody, hot tics, anybody but I'm here that for sees it.
3: this animal and looks at it and says, I am this animal's mm-hmm. mother crazy to me. I went to this comedy show and he said the dog had a mom. You kidnapped him from him. Yeah, you stole that, it. Sticks, that sticks in my mind. I'll never talk to anybody who considers themselves to be a dog. You're a mom. dog trafficker. I can't do it. And number two, I won't talk to Anybody that bases their day off the sun and stars and the aligning and I, well, that's just I, I don't want to break
0: this to you, but apparently we're never gonna date now. So like, I, I just I figured that out. Breaking <that> news! <laughs>
2: <out.
3: laughs> <laughs> I figured that out a long. T- I, I don't know when that moment
0: probably the hit first me. time that we interacted. You're like, yeah, what is wrong with? I her, maybe
3: reconsidered like, it when you post that one thirst picture up. I maybe was like, I don't No, don't know which I one.
0: That really does not one specify. one your
3: titties was out. I don't know which one it was, yeah, but your titties was out he was holding them, I was like, like, you know what, I might... But I was like, nah, I can't. I
0: can't.
3: <laughs> I, got, I get it. I got enough uh, issues in my own life. That's from, not another issue. I'm I
0: absolutely an issue that you would have to end up paying mm-hmm. someone for. Well, for I'm, I'm in the middle of, the of that right now. So, it, so, so I'm trying it. to avoid I it. I definitely not don't want, another, I I definitely that, uh, don't want I, another one.
3: <laughs> well, it's funny because like
0: my mom is usually the one that like does all my momager stuff. Not saying that she's like Kris Jenner because she's clearly not bloodthirsty enough because I'm not famous enough to be uh, with that level of work. However. She feels the same sentiment. She's like, what are you just put your clothes back on? Like, I don't want to have to answer to the family and friends again, like why you're half naked. I'm like, mom, I almost died of chicken salmonella poisoning. Uh, I was clearly going through some shit. That's why I posted it. She's like, I thought but that about doesn't liking, even make sense. I thought about that even liking sense. that
3: picture too. I'm I not gonna lie to you. I thought about liking it. I saw that it. That would have
0: thrown me off.
3: I s- it, it threw me off minutes. it threw me off Where I saw it and I was like yo I know she was racked up like that like I would have had a completely different mindset this entire time You know what's even had better I had that, that information that, in the beginning that,
0: that photo was at my friend's dad's house so wow. I felt really bad about that one when, when he checked Instagram in the morning he's like oh so you've been thirst strapping over my loft I'm like absolutely <laughs> sir uh, it's great seeing you and uh, I'll see you again soon but yeah like those those things I feel like and and now that we're just directly acknowledging that Tasha's definitely here with us. Uh, We've talked about that being a woman in sports media, like I don't, like 2017 is when things kind of turned around a little bit for me. I ended up going uh, ESPN 1510 Kansas City and it was like this huge hype around the first female sports radio host Kansas City history and I'm like, we got to remember. Uh, my Miss Megan. We got to remember, you know, the the sports babe and all that stuff that came before. But like, technically on paper, I guess I was. Do you remember first Danny
3: Boatwright? Remember Danny Boatwright back yep. in the day? Yep. I think she's married to Kendall Gammons. So that's a side note. I don't that's think amazing. That that's he thing has a podcast too.
0: I saw it on YouTube. Uh, Lawrence Times was part of that one, so I was doing like Kansas City podcast research about like what i could be doing and like the people that are actually podcasting in this area but i think podcasting is where it's going i think everything's on demand people want it at their fingertips they want audio video it's like a tv show at this point i mean your show are you guys with camera stuff too i mean how where where would you say that your strong suit is like do you enjoy the audio format of radio do you want to be more out in front because i know you've done youtube stuff in the
3: past um i don't really have a good answer for that honestly um I do think early on in my career, it was just, I want to be great at radio, and I didn't really think about anything else. Um, as I've got older, and I try to expand more, there's, like, other things that interest me. Like, I genuinely love going on television. Um, I didn't really think that I would in the very beginning. I didn't really have much of an interest to do it. It's a whole lot easier, <laughs> to be completely honest with Really? You. Yeah. Because people do do shit for you, TV right? is easy. Um, it's super easy. It doesn't take nearly as much time, and it's just a lot shorter. It's just, you can
0: pull audio from it. You don't have to worry about yeah. It it's super easy. Yeah. So I
3: really enjoy TV. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really. I don't really think about my life in that way. Um, I don't really think about it in a like, where do I want to be in five years? Like, I don't. So I, don't I shouldn't really, ask you that question,
0: probably. I just. I don't. I just. Don't, <laughs> no, honestly, I have no answer. Before. I honestly
3: don't really think about it um, in that sense. Uh, but if I, if you had to ask me, I, th- I would like to do TV at some point yeah. full time. That's what I would like to do. Yeah,
0: I could see you doing your own you know channel your own platform and bringing more people involved with it like i feel like you have a really good knack for voices and direction with people do you have people that you would consider like that you mentor
3: um no i wouldn't consider anybody a mentor um i think a big reason why i think i remember i don't know like two three years ago i realized that all the people that i looked up to did more than one thing like i think bill simmons is really great like i'm not the hugest on like his opinions and stuff but he writes, does podcasts, came up with the idea for 30 for 30. Uh, he was somebody I looked up to, like Charlemagne the God, who does a breakfast club. Like he wrote a book, he does like all this other stuff. But I realized that all the people that I deemed to be really great at their job did more than just whatever their traditional thing was. So at that point, I just determined if I wanted to be great, I had to start doing other stuff. Um, so yeah, that was the, uh, that was maybe the, the seed that was planted in my head. So I started. I figured at that point the only way i would get on tv is to start doing it for myself so i started like trying to do youtube more and like i bought a camera for myself and started trying to get in front of the camera and it's fun it's something i enjoy to do
0: what's changed with the pandemic with uh your day-to-day
3: uh well i had a kid <laughs> <during the laughs> that that always during helps time. i mean uh, spice things uh, up a little so bit so <laughs> that changed things um other than that it honestly wasn't really a big change because i was still going to work So I still was doing, so I've always done the show in studio. Like I've never done the show from home during this entire time. So that wasn't much of a difference. Uh, My co-host Sean Levine, he did it from his house. So Mm -hmm. that was different. Um, It was kind of like having like a big phone conversation the whole time. (laughs) Uh, So that part was different. But um, on the day-to-day, it wasn't honestly that much different. Um, I actually liked that time. Uh, It was probably the most free I've ever been where i feel like there's a a listener expectation that when you turn on to the show you want to hear chiefs you want to hear royals you want to hear ku or whatever sport thing that was going on but there wasn't any sports thing that was going on so it was you know talk about what you're really passionate about like i remember we did this where i thought that gloria from uh white man can't jump was really a bad girlfriend like she was she was the problem in the movie like I don't think that's something I could do in a regular march, but I was able to do it because of that. So That's where
0: I f- fell in love with Woody Harrelson, so I get it.
3: Yeah, I mean, she was really the problem. Like She wasn't really grateful. Like If you think about it, Woody sacrificed so she could be on that show. He put mm-hmm. his car up. He did. He put his car up so she could be on the show, and he had to keep his promise to Wesley Snipes. I don't know why he didn't communicate that with her. Maybe she wouldn't have left, but, you know they say till death do you part and through thick and thin but she obviously wasn't there through the thin
0: Cory is on the shit list
3: <laughs> it's that and
0: like the devil wears prada for me that annoying ass boyfriend that's like oh you're so busy at vogue yeah no shit it's fucking vogue <laughs> like do you think that i'm just gonna be able to like hang out with you at your stupid birthday party and, like he literally dragged her down the entire movie i get it i'm mad at people like titanic i'm so mad about like they could have fit, right?
3: They could
0: have fit on there. Yeah, like you could have put Jack on the weird door.
3: I will I will say one day I was flipping through ch- TV and Titanic came on and I watched, I don't know, like 30 You had never it. seen it before that? No, I, I seen oh, it like, when I was a kid. Oh shit. But you know how you like forget somebody's like really good? Like, yeah. I had this moment, it's gonna sound really bad. You guys make fun of me. Nope,
0: nope.
3: I was watching their uh, America's game about the Chiefs. Yep. And I'm sitting there watching Patrick Mahomes. I'm like, He's really good at football. Like, like what? I hadn't seen him play. Is this the first time constantly. you like, like came to that like, I'm just saying like I hadn't seen him play football since February, you know? Like I hadn't seen him play. And then when you like see stuff and he then it's like plays you hadn't seen in a long time and it's like, he's really good. <laughs> like it was like it was like I forgot that he was really good at football because I hadn't seen it. That's how it was with Titanic. Like I'm watching, I'm like, this is a great movie. Like, how, how is this not my favorite movie? I love Titanic, this is, this is amazing. So I watched the whole scene where they go up at the front of the ship and she stands out there and he saves her, I was like, this is a really good scene. <laughs>
0: Like, outside of my family, I don't like that. Like, I don't like anybody enough to be like, all right, we got to go to the front of the boat. Like, I'm just out for myself at that (laughs) point. Like, I'm like, I got to survive this. You do you. Like, I guess it worked out well. It did, whatever. But uh, Titanic was a very... uh, I didn't realize that you were going to be a Titanic fan. I
3: I didn't realize I was going to be a big Titanic fan either. But, no, I watched it, and I was like, this is a really, really good movie. Like, I really enjoy this. I'm a big movie person. Like, I actually miss... If I had to rank what I missed during quarantine, it was going to the movies, concerts, and sporting events. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't really like going to sporting events that much. Um, I feel that. It's just a really big time commitment. So I think about it like, I mean, I cheer for Missouri. Let's say Missouri plays at 11 o'clock.
0: which they usually do?
3: You got to get up at 8, you got to drive to Columbia, you watch the game, the game's over at 2.30, you eat, you then drive home, 7 o'clock, all I watched was this one Missouri game for them to lose to South Carolina. This isn't fun, <laughs> like, this isn't enjoyable for me, why would I want to do this? So, I I mean, I, I. it's also one of those things, like, Patrick Mahomes, when I go, I'm like, this is fun, like, I really enjoyed this. Like, I went to the Chiefs, the last sporting events, the last two sporting events I went to, I went to the last MU basketball game, because it was kind of obvious that the coronavirus was coming. And then I went to the Kansas City-Houston game. And you can ask Brandon Kylie, our producer, I remember the moment I realized the Chiefs are going to win, it was early in the game. It was the fake punt. When they stopped the fake punt, I looked at Brandon I and said, I said, the Chiefs are going to win this game. It was obvious. It was 24-7. to 7. I would have bet every amount of money I had in that moment, the Chiefs are going to win. You could just feel it. Like You could just feel the emotion in the stadium. The, like, you, the momentum was palpable palpable momentum
0: what section were you in
3: the press box okay yeah. come on now It'll, even
0: then yeah. oh i'm sorry it was I
3: january apologize. i i i don't really consider myself to be really high maintenance but
0: we okay. will <laughs> <laughs> take a survey after this if you have coming home that he's been high maintenance, please call I, out the i don't think survey. i'm
3: high maintenance okay i do think i'm particular and a complainer i will complain
0: this sounds
2: about like anything
3: me. i'll complain about anything like i'll complain about anything But I don't think I'm very high maintenance. I really don't. But when I go to a sporting event, if it's cold, I'm not going unless I'm in the press box. And... I work too hard in life to sit up in 327. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not doing it. Like, no. I'm, I'm not fault anybody nope. who sits in 327. I'm not saying that you don't work hard if you sit up there. I'm just saying me, Carrington Harrison. I'm, you're not, sitting, in, you're in. I'm not sitting in 327. Yeah, this row time is very
0: humble of you, so please continue. I'm just telling you.
3: I'm just telling you. I'm not sitting in row. I'm not doing that. Like, I remember, yeah. uh, maybe this is another one of those things, 2014 playoffs. Uh-oh. I wasn't working hard enough. I was up near the lights, yeah. but I, I was I was at all the playoff games. 2015, sitting lower level, 10 rows back from the dugout. Mm-hmm. Life had arrived for me. And Jay-Z says, once you have filet mignon, it's hard to go back to hamburger helper. It is. I've sat premium. Yeah. Premium. I've sat in the Buck O'Neill huh? seat. I'm going to sit from the Buckle O'Neill seat, now going section 427 rows ZZ? No. To watch Not the like Royals lose 105 games? Hell no, I'm going to watch oh. it at home.
0: Well, we're on the up and up now. Every, every you industry. are the royals, the royals. <laughs> okay. we're all, we're all uh, me hopefully for the love of god like I can't go for like that way I was about to uh, Kawhi Leonard I mean, laugh
3: what you just said but. <laughs> can you
0: can you do an impersonation of it please
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's my Kawhi laugh
0: I feel like you get to a certain point and you're just like look it's not fun like I get it like going to the games it becomes work people
3: This is the time I, I, going to the games is fun it's just the time like when you're at home the only time you spend is what you spend watching the game when you go it's a lot of other time that you got to deal with that is i don't like that part of it like going think about it. going to a chiefs game is an all day thing and i'm saying is for me who i don't have a favorite team i genuinely love the nfl yeah i love the athleticism i love how physical the game is i love the storylines i look like my favorite time of the week is from two fifteen to three fifteen Sunday on Red Zone. Yeah, it is amazing. It's like let's go here and then penalty. Let's go to this next game. It's just like boom, 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 boom. That like that's my favorite time. My friends come over, we laugh, we joke, we make fun of people. I actually have a funny story to tell you about that. I would have loved to hear. Um, it. And that's my favorite time. The funny story I was going to tell you. Tasha knows the story. Oh one <laughs> of my one person. of my really good friends, one of my really really good friends. Like we'll be in my wedding. Good friends. His girlfriend is on OnlyFans now, and oh god, I was thinking about subscribing. Like I saw the content, and I I'm here to support creators. I support Tasha. I support you. What, you didn't like my Instagram photo. I've come on. Are you I've, really supporting? I've helped you create. Go content. look at
0: all my thirst and please like all of them. I'm just saying. Maybe we can follow each other back on Twitter. That'll be a big step.
3: I don't know if we're at that point. We're life. Yet. life. <laughs> I don't know if that's where we are. I don't know if that's we'll where we are. We're I don't know. We're be
0: best friends after this. So I don't
3: know excited. if that's where we are. I mean, I'm not saying we can't get there. I don't know if that's where we are today. Um, yeah, we
0: are. How many of my logins do I have to give you? I've got.
3: I tried to hang out with you before we did this. A couple. Well, yeah, I kept. I'm I really was like, annoying. "Hey, what are you doing? What's up?" Like, I was trying to actually. I hang invited out with to
0: him. my dad's birthday party, so. Naturally. Yeah, that was
3: like a family thing. Like No, it wasn't. No, we'll no. <laughs> oh, we had an know. open
0: bar. It's John Stoner's place. Is that ever a family establishment? We don't know. Oh, I didn't Colonial know. Colonial Club, KCK. I didn't know. I uh, no, it's okay because we had an open bar, which sounds like something that is awful and taco bar. From Yo, I, I mean this with, burrito. It sounds.
3: I mean this really with bad. all respect to John because I like John, but John picked up and put down that diehard Royals fan thing with ease, bro. Like. I mean it's amazing. It's gone. It's yeah. I mean it, I applaud it. Like the whole cat suit thing wasn't really a mm-hmm. thing. The Royals got good and then became a thing. Mm-hmm. And then once the Royals once the Royals got terrible, he started wearing regular clothes. Like, yo, yeah. it was a really smart like hustle. Like I mean that. Him, the moose antlers guy. Oh, that guy's gone. a great, even a know great move. I was man. convinced like, that I'm not was even actually like,
0: Saberhagen for the longest time, just bored. But then I found
3: out it wasn't. Yeah, so. I'm serious. I'm not saying that to make fun of John. He's a no. very nice individual. Well,
0: his, his girlfriend, uh, Amber, was even like, uh, when we first started. She got OnlyFans? And she does not. All well, of her sure? friends and she's, yeah. one the, sure. she's one of the top models in Kansas City. That's why. She's actually. I know who she her is. Her day job, doctor, I guess, pays better than OnlyFans. It's weird. Um, I've been might asked, not,
3: Wait, Some of these OnlyFans people. I just was asking. Again, you gotta go back to your
0: story. Your friend's girlfriend's OnlyFans too. Yeah, she's
3: OnlyFans. And I was thinking about subscribing. I didn't know if... That was allowed or not? What but is the again, code? I support content creators, <laughs> but the issue is she's charging a significant amount of money, and I'm thinking, yo, this is more expensive than Netflix. Netflix gives me yeah. millions of hours of content. That's not what your OnlyFans provides. It doesn't provide any. Of that it doesn't provide me hours upon no. hours of end of enjoyment. I mean, I guess technically it could. <laughs> it could. It, <laughs> if <laughs> you that's watching what you're repeatedly.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, from what I understand, it's just a really good way for people to like. I guess they are they're selling going pussy.
3: To, like, like, let's just call it what it is. I, 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 I like to go with
0: buttholes. Like, I like to say do. you charge five dollars for people to look at your butthole. Uh, my my family has not gotten to the point where they would be okay with that. Uh, I have a lot of other talents, thank God. To, until I get to that point, you only OnlyFans? No.
3: Okay, my bad, I could you
0: know. be. People ask oh, me all the so time, They're like, good. what's your OnlyFans like? I'm like, uh... I'll follow
3: you on OnlyFans. Would you? Yeah. you that would be so Onlyfans, nice. I yeah.
0: yeah, I appreciate your devotion if, 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 to you, the only
3: quality if, content. If you, if you start on OnlyFans, I'll follow you on Twitter. Thank you. And I'll be your first subscriber.
0: Wow, so now I have to start on OnlyFans. <laughs> hey, guys. And it's reasonably
3: priced. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> reasonably
0: priced. <laughs> if it's too much... See, no, this you is the know. thing... This is the I thing about OnlyFans. What's your budget for porn?
3: This is no... I've, I've actually... I've never... Spent, but though no, this is the thing. I, this is... These are... These are I'm going to tell you two real stories. I actually never told this story public. I even not told it on the radio. I'm this here is the for thing. It. What makes OnlyFans so good is... Think about, like, porn. Porn is exciting because you know the really attractive girl you're going to see. She's going to be naked at some point in this porn. Mm-hmm. What makes OnlyFans so good is... It's the same thing, but on demand. Hey, I think she's really cute. Oh, if I spend $4, I could see her naked? Cool, sign me up for that. Absolutely. But I'm not about to subscribe to anything. So this is a 100% true story. I know this girl that is on OnlyFans. She is a content creator on OnlyFans. So I just DM'd her one day and I'm like, yo, I'm not subscribing to your OnlyFans. But what I will do is I'm gonna cash app you an amount of money. I want the premium content. <laughs> so whatever. I'm serious. I still I got, see the, your feet. I got the cash app thing I can Are show you. Are you a feet I'm
0: guy? Like, Is this what we're going to have to do? I'm work? serious. Uh-oh.
3: So I was like, all right. Don't show I was that. like, you're mm-hmm. selling X on OnlyFans. I'm getting
0: a I'm going to bypass
3: here. the subscription part, and I'm going to cash app you this amount. Send me the videos so I can watch them, because I want to see. I want to support creatives, and I want to see the videos that you're making. He's so, we negotiated the deals, and she sent the videos. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Support local. Here I
2: don't you are. Support I local. I don't mind supporting exactly creatives. I don't
3: mind supporting <laughs> creatives. I'm serious. I really don't mind it. There needs to be, like, a local
0: uh, sort of, like, but my biggest thing is, like, yeah. if you're on OnlyFans, you're admitting that you don't know how to set up a website with paywalls. Like, to me... it's OnlyFans a the same the same thing. thing. Only but it, same but thing. that way, it's, like, I, I, it's not like, 20% being taken from OnlyFans. It's 100% going to you. On a very, at very at serious thing
3: is... You know, you're on there. They do that Thirst Trap Thursday. That really is... I'm going to post these half-naked pictures for free. Like, some people got hip to the game. Mm-hmm. Why am I going to put this free content out if I can put it behind a paywall and people will pay for it? Like, it just doesn't... It doesn't make any sense. Like I don't. I, I try to say I don't spend my free time worrying what other people do in their free time. So I don't care. Like if you want to be on OnlyFans, I, what does it matter to me? But if I'm gonna be on here with my titties out, I would at least try to monetize my titties, I'm not giving them to, to Twitter. <laughs> Absolutely for free. It doesn't not. Doesn't make yeah. any sense to yeah. me. It doesn't make any sense to me if you're gonna do that. Again, if, if that's not what you want to do, that's fine. But I'm saying is the moment you start posting risque pictures on the internet for free. You might as well start an OnlyFans and post those same pictures behind there and get people to send you five dollars because people think you're cute and want to see the pictures. That's it. That's what I would do. I, I don't know. Are you I've available never for
0: marketing consulting, like the behind the scenes? Some of the like- stuff is just common
3: sense. I would. That's what I would deem it to be. Again, I don't. If you want to post pictures on the internet, I don't care. It Does not have any effect on my life. I'm just saying, ladies, y'all like taking those boudoir pictures and you taking them for each other. Let's let's call it what it is. You're taking these pictures to post for other women. Put it behind a paywall and make them girls pay for the pictures. You're
0: not wrong because there's a group of Kansas City women that I. I it's and that's very, cool. No, it's Take very pictures. weird. But they like spend time like analyzing like the photos that I release and get mad about it and then they like criticize it. I'm like, if that's I. That's stupid. Put this, I don't care. If, if I just put it behind a paywall, that that would make more sense because now you have to care. pay for it.
3: If you're you a like, big girl, skinny girl, black girl, white girl, be happy with your body. Be confident. Be comfortable. I'm cool. I don't care.
0: I didn't know this was going to turn into body positivity
3: I'm here for it. I'm not. I'm it. It. So, I'm, I'm not <laughs> so like my stance my stance isn't only skinny girls to do this. Any girl, if you do it. if you want to do this Absolutely. to feel sexy, do it. That's cool. I applaud it. I'm just saying is when you think about it, we all essentially work for Twitter. The only yeah. people that are making money off Twitter is Jack. Yep. So if you're gonna create content for them that people like then charge him. Like, I started being really particular about the sports opinions that I give on Twitter. Because I'm like, I don't make any money off of this. Like, yeah. you listen, like, you notice I really don't tweet about the Chiefs outside him of outside of the games. Like, I tweet about them with the games or when something big happens and I'll give a quick, this is what I think. Because yep. I don't make any money off that. Like, I make the money off, I really want to know what Carrington thinks. So I'll turn on the radio or I'll turn on the app because I want to hear what he thinks. Like... That's what keeps me employed.
0: Is this the announcement of your OnlyFans, of you just putting your takes behind a paywall? Because no. I feel like there's been times- Somebody did ask
3: me. I got asked this because I've been having more OnlyFans conversations lately because, <laughs> of, because of my friends. So we've been, like, for the last... Honestly, like, this conversation has been me and my friend group for the last, like, three days is what we've been talking about. How much would I need to do that? I would have to be able to support myself. And yeah. like, right now, if you told me I can make, like, 150000 I got an OnlyFans, and I'm just creating content for the fans. All right, cool. Like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll really consider doing it. I
0: mean, Platico Burris is in the game, so at this, I saw that. At this point, you might as well. I don't know. I feel like the whole
3: concept's just interesting to me. Like, if you think about it, how many people do you know? Maybe you're in this category. I don't mean it. That make a podcast and they do it for themselves. and don't make any money off Mm -hmm. the podcast, like. People have figured out, I can create content that people will pay for. Like, the worst thing the internet ever did was made it free. Because it made people have an expectation that everything is free. Music is free. Television is free. The newspaper is free. Like, it made us not value anything. And then those companies try to turn around and have people pay for them. And they're like, hell no. Like... When you think about it, if they didn't come up with Spotify, which is basically a paid version of Napster, like, that's all it is. Remember Napster? I want to hear this Lime song. I will click, you know, I will click on this song, but then you had to go through too much work. That's all All Spotify and Apple Music is, is Napster, just the paid version. That, like, once they made this content free, people just devalued it, you know? And, like, I really do think it's a cool concept where, you know, it's just Instagram that people have... I post mm-hmm. pictures on instagram i will so, you money for it it's I, like the
0: athletic though i feel like they're yeah. behind a paywall they're behind I, the pay, I pay
3: for the athletic absolutely i really support content creators i pay for power it's mizzou not just
0: only fans. i'm saying i pay for power <laughs> mizzou
3: i pay not for just t- your news i pay for the kansas city star sports page. there you go yeah
0: i mean the kansas city star has been questionable over the years but uh you know it is what it is i feel like you guys, I mean, you've done things in radio that people will always go back and refer to. Does that ever blow your mind that you're doing real-time breaking news? Like, your voice is always going to be a part of the narrative when they go back to talk about... I mean, just to take it down just a little bit, uh, when your work with the Tyree Kill case and exposing that, like, full audio, mm-hmm. do you ever think about that when before you go into something? Like hey, okay, so I need to approach this a little bit differently because I'm going to be in the history books for this one? Uh,
3: I don't think about it like that. Um, That was one of the few times that I get nervous. Um, I've just done it enough. Like, I don't really get nervous. Um, That day, it was a different kind of nerves. Like, you got to think, I've done the show twice after the Chiefs have won the Super Bowl or the Royals have won the World Series, that it's like a different level of, like, you got to knock this out of the park, yeah. right? the person that comes on the radio for these next four hours, like, they're expecting greatness, you know? So, like, it's a different level of nervousness. Um, the Tyree Kill Day, I remember, it was funny because I was going to go to Las Vegas, and then it was, like, trying to figure out all this stuff with that, and then... We finally got word that we were going to be able to play it. So this was like a four week trying to get it. it oh, was wow. like a lot of legal stuff behind the scenes. Right. And I just remember like, I listened to the tape probably like three times the day before. And I remember we had like big meetings before just i guess one thing like i'm not really into this like cancer culture like i think i think cancer culture just turned into white people could just say whatever they wanted to say and now they get held accountable so now it's like we're a learning big pushback on it. yeah it's yeah. Like, a, like a huge pushback on it
0: no you're a fucking idiot um, you just got yeah. caught okay but,
2: that's but I,
3: I do think though the the part about cancel culture i do think is sometimes we take one sentence out of context and take it away from a paragraph or a whole monologue and we just focus in on the one sentence. And then that sentence becomes the narrative that I think is really wrong. Mm -hmm. So it was much more of a pressure, like, I don't want to mess this up. Like I know how important this is. I know what it is. I realize the importance of the moment and the importance of saying the right thing. that that's maybe one thing that as I've gotten older, I have like maybe a greater appreciation for, like words matter, intent matters. Um, how you communicate it. Like the one thing I really remember from school is communication is the ability to articulate your message to its intended audience. So I really try to focus in on, all right, I think this, how do I say it in a way that communicates exactly how I feel about whatever it is. So that was one of the days, like I remember being like really anxious. And after the 2 o'clock, it was easy, but accurately telling the story so people can know how we got the video, mm-hmm. why I thought it was important to play the video, and then our audio, and then reacting to it on the back side of it. Um,
0: Are you able to share any of the backstory about how... It was a or not? Bad. No, not really.
3: Yeah. Intercom, Intercom
0: would just be like, it's, he is me. Yeah, I got it's, it. He is me. Mean, no, mean not you way. Really.
3: Me and you ain't at, the, ain't at that level. Yeah. yeah, I
0: understand that. No, and, and that's the thing. It's like, but, I, I was told uh, at uh, Easter, which was March 31st that year, um, by somebody very close to the case that was at family Easter, of course, uh, that Tyreek was completely innocent. And so I just kept my mouth shut. Um, and it was the first time in history that I ever stopped talking. Uh, But I knew at that point that it was bigger than just what we were being told. But you guys really were able to kind of share that. The blowback on my end is I was very outspoken about like, there needs to be an apology. You know, you can't just drag somebody's reputation through the mud like that. And then, you know, kind of just be like, ah, no, it's cool now, we're gonna do this. The, the, I guess the, not revenge, but I guess the, the, I guess satisfaction came from the Chiefs being moved uh, with broadcasting rights and all that stuff yeah I
3: think that that part just from what I know I think it's a little bit overblown mm-hmm. um, I I try to look at it this way I don't think it's my job to ever change what people think and I think a lot of times in media that's how maybe people approach it um, mm-hmm. I try to look at it like This is my opinion. This is why I think this. Um, I try to think of it like an outline, like my main point is the thesis statement, and then these are the things that support it. And maybe this goes with one of your questions you asked earlier. I think maybe in the middle when you and I had all our issues, like I wasn't at this point, but I just reached like a level of just like happiness with myself Mm -hmm. and like, I'm content that like a lot of that other stuff just didn't really like matter and i would say it was really dealing with you and welch you know um for sure and just handling two things publicly cut in from a way the same
0: cloth literally I, grew up together yeah so. <laughs> that i didn't
3: that i didn't think best kind of accurately communicated how i felt um, absolutely yeah and you know welch and i talked it out and we squashed our issue a long time ago and um yeah i like i, I think I think I reached a level of just, I'm happy with myself and I'm content with who I am and how I feel and, you know, maybe it's like that girls mature faster than boys, like it took me a longer in life um, than other people, um, but yeah, and I always think that like my maturation process was like very different, like this is the only job I've ever had, you know, so. You've
0: kind of grown up in the public eye Yeah. Is that weird though? Cause like, you're like it's a, not really weirding anymore. You're not like a child star. So you're, definitely, <laughs> nah. you're definitely like over eighteen.
3: So I'm nah, like, not it's weird. Not, it's it's like, not like you're not that. Drew
0: Barrymore at Studio 54 mean, um, like weird. Yeah, I would just say you're that. Still...
3: I would say my mistakes people got to like chronicle in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think how I handled the it, issue with you was a mistake. Like how I handled it with Welch was a mistake. Um, that like I always thought that part was. Um, just different. Um, I don't really
0: look at it as a mistake as much as it is. I mean, it, it
3: was a mistake and, for me. I mean, I, I don't I don't apologize for what I was upset about. Right. Um, I just, I think I could have just communicated it a lot differently in um, the whole thing. But um, there, was,
0: there was underlying anger, no matter what, because no matter what you look at the situation of our communication, the underlying issue was still police violence and brutality against unarmed citizens that should all have equal rights, no matter what their skin color is. And also, it was in the height of a lot of the... It was after the Ferguson stuff had happened. Um, a lot of people were coming out in sports, especially St. Louis. I don't know what it is about St. Louis just being... Adver- I'm sorry. Uh, I was going to go yeah. with the advertly so racist fun. part of it. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, woo-woo, I guess too. <laughs> but, you know, you get to the point in your sports career that you have probably been told, not necessarily now, but stick to sports. Stick to what you know... Uh, isn't gonna rile people up or change listeners whatever because when you're still a part of a large company you're, you still have to represent what you're doing in a way that's not gonna like ruffle everybody up
3: yeah I don't I don't think about it that way yeah. um, I mean I I think about it in the sense of I don't publicly talk about how I feel maybe politically um, in that sense just because I don't really think that's a good way to like I don't think that's good for business I guess um, but I mean, Intercom paid for my opinions. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I just, I, one critique I have of maybe like white spaces in this sense of I think they want black people, but not black opinions. Right. Like, I think that's what happens in the NFL. I think if that happens in the NBA, like, the NBA is 85% black. What you're seeing in the NBA is indicative of how black America feels. What you mm-hmm. see in the NFL, I think, is very indicative of how black people feel. So, um, Yeah, that's probably the biggest thing, that uh, I just try to keep that part, and I sound like super arrogant, like, I always felt like my purpose in life was bigger than talking about what the Chiefs or the Royals (laughs) did, Um, that um, I always felt like the things I do in the community or did or whatever, that that's going to be the things that people remember, like, nobody will ever remember. I still have it saved in my phone, because it was the first (laughs) time I ever felt like I got a sports opinion right. It was, if you guys remember, Colin Kaepernick's first start was on Monday Night Football. Alex Smith got hurt and Kaepernick started. And, then, and during the game, I texted Danny and said that Kansas City should trade for Alex Smith. Like Right then and there, I told him I still got it saved in my phone. I said, I know who the Chiefs' next quarterback should be. It should be Alex Smith. It's like, Kaepernick is good, they're going to move on from him. And we talked about it the next day, and I remember the text line was like, this is stupid. Why are you talking about this? And like I kept it because I was like, oh let's see what happens." And they traded for him, uh, and that was just like a, I don't know, I don't even know why I told you that story. I forgot what I'm the, you know the story was, but like, I still have it. Away. I still have it saved in my pictures that I said they should trade for Alex Smith. It was like in September of the year before, and That's they traded wild. for Alex Smith.
0: When did you know that Mahomes was the real deal? You're proof of that one too. No, There's, I am watching like Texas I, Tech. I, I remember
3: I remember I wanted Deshaun Watson. Uh okay. I remember thinking, I said this on the air that I thought he was going to be Matthew Stafford in a good situation. Like I think Stafford's a good quarterback. He just plays on the lines.
0: You and Ken Swanson. So.
3: Uh, yeah, I thought he was that. And then I remember after like the first 3 games, I was like he's Andrew Luck with help. Like I okay. didn't really think that the Colts did a really good job. And then I realized, maybe like week seven, I was like, hey, he's, a lot, he's a lot better than I thought that he could be. Um, like, I legitimately think that Patrick Mahomes can be one of the five greatest quarterbacks of all time. Like, I think that's well within reach. Now, I think you got to get to three Super Bowls to do that, but he already has one. And the AFC is, we've never seen the AFC as wide open as it is right now.
0: Truly. This is almost to the point where it's like, is this even fair?
3: Yeah, I think the rest of the NFL. I think the, I think the biggest quote unquote problem right now in the NFL is all the good quarterbacks are either over thirty five or Mahomes. Like, if I had you make a list of who the, all the quarterbacks are who are under thirty years old, there is only two that you would say are legitimately great quarterbacks. It's Mitchell Mahomes, <laughs> not Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> it's Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Like, yeah. I don't know if, like, I don't know if Deshaun Watson's great. I yeah. think he's good. I don't know if he's great. Kyler Murray. Let's see if he's great. Like, there aren't many good quarterbacks that are under the age of 30. So, while that's the case, it's not going to be the case for forever. Like, now's the time to win two out of three Super Bowls. And then maybe you get one on the back end. That's how you get, you know, to your three.
0: Absolutely. And Mahomes has kind of changed his narrative for Big 12 quarterbacks, too. Uh, Before this was, like, Brandon Whedon and Andy Dalton. He's actually
3: the first Big 12 quarterback to ever win a playoff game. He was first. And then Ryan Tannehill last year won a playoff game. So, yeah, that was a big reason why I didn't – I mean – I would say I would say two players that I'm quote unquote missed on and I just should have was Tyler Lockett. I was just right. like that size just doesn't work in the NFL. Great college receiver is just not gonna translate that right. the NFL was just changing and like you can be that size and be really good. And Mahomes, I just was like, There's no good quarterback in the NFL ever that has played this style and been successful at this level. Yeah,
0: because it's but, messy looking But
3: it's changing though, like football's changing, you know what I mean? We're like now, like Lamar maybe couldn't have worked in any other era. But the rules have adapted in a way, and you can't hit quarterbacks in a way that his style of play can work. Like, I always push back on this notion with, like, Lamar, and I think some of it's, like, kind of based in race. But, like, we just make it seem like this 24-year-old quarterback just isn't going to improve. Like, well, hold on. Every time we've seen Lamar, he's been drastically better the next time we've seen him. Like, we just think Lamar at 23 is peak, but now Mahomes has this endless ceiling that, like, hold on. Why does Lamar not have the same ceiling? So, I'm super high on Lamar. It's not like a, some wild stance to be on. Uh, but, yeah, I think Mahomes can be one of the five best quarterbacks of all time.
0: I dig that. Uh, you never got to your third rule of dating. I think, I think we stopped at the astrology stuff. Uh, now that Travis Kelsey is single, right, uh, do you have any advice for uh, Travis going into –
3: He's rich. What device does he use? <laughs> I don't understand. So the rules of dating
0: only apply if you're not rich. You're rich. Just whatever I don't don't
3: you I do understand. Because like, no, this is the thing. This is the thing. I, I, I really think this about women. Um, I think in today's society, women are taught to say no. Like, if a guy comes up and says, I want to buy you a drink. No. Like, you are taught to... Mostly
0: because I don't want to get drunk. Yeah, to
3: like... But, yeah. but like to shoot down advances for men. Right. Like, that's kind of like in your thing. But... If you're famous, that all goes away. I'm Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I wanna have a drink with you. Yeah, I wanna hang out. Did
0: you like his haircut? On Thursday? It was very color me bad. I just. <laughs> I know.
3: don't, I don't, I don't it, even. It is just,
0: you don't I, I looked at, at,
3: head at head. it one time. Yeah, I don't. You're like, you're I don't have really
0: have care. I'm still
2: yeah, you yeah, still like. Absolutely. I don't have a strong opinion
3: about his haircut. I'm gonna love that so much. I don't have a strong opinion. But yeah, I, I, do, I do genuinely think that. I'm not saying it in a bad way. I'm not saying that men haven't done things to make women, like, wanna say no.
0: That, but, mm, that's where I, like...
3: But know, I, I do know. like that line from Hitch. Like, on the first date, she's already said yes. Like, she's already agreed to spend time with you. You have
0: your foot in the door.
3: Yeah, like, I always say, like, men yeah. talk themselves out of women more than anything. Like, Absolutely. if she's on the date with you, she has already said yes and is considering... Whatever it is, maybe it's just hey, it's just cool for a short period of time. Maybe this person is hungry, one, you but like know. you will then mess it up. Like you'll ask for a picture too early, or, you know what I mean. Like you'll do little things that mess it up for yourself. Yeah, I, I firmly believe that.
0: I dig that. No, absolutely. And I feel like with what I was kind of pushed into in 2017 was my role of like the first woman, da, 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 da. and it was like this female empowerment thing that I wasn't really behind because I was like yeah I like other women sure I guess I'm just die hard everything but it was the day that I was doing like mommy bloggers on my show and I'm like, why the hell do I even care about this? <laughs> like why am I kidding? Yeah you have two million followers that's great. Am I gonna talk about parenting like is that what my brain is really known for? Absolutely not So you know you go back and forth but like I think the one day that we both agreed was a very very big day for Kansas City in general because uh, it was uh, Larry Johnson coming back on to airwaves for the first time and we agreed at that point so 2017 we agreed that it was a passionate if nothing else yeah no you uh, made the
3: points um i mean why i think diversity matters is like i don't care how empathetic you can be towards the other side there's a limit of what that can be because you don't have those experiences so Mm -hmm. not that i tried to be the black voice or whatever it is but like I think that the media, for the most part, can only tell one story because that's the only story that they know that I just tried to be like an accurate representation of how I felt black people were. And when it comes to women, like what, like, this was like one of the changing moments in my life was when the Me Too movement like really started. And I remember women would like put hashtag Me Too and they would tell their story of when they were sexually assaulted. And I remember thinking it's way more people than I ever thought. Like I never really spent a lot of time thinking about it, but like seeing people that I like knew really well or or, had talked to at some point or had like a colleague or something, like seeing them post this was like a really eye-opening experience. And I remember a lot of women saying, you know, I tried to tell people and they didn't listen and all this kind of stuff. And I remember thinking that's how black people feel like. All racism is, for the most part, is black people telling white people, yo, shit's really fucked up out here. They are doing X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And then white people are like, no, it's not. No, it's not. I'm telling you it's like this. Like, why don't you believe me? I'm telling you these are our experiences. And then something happened, and then it's like, now we're listening. I've been trying to tell you this shit for four years. That I kind of felt, at that moment, it became very real to me. That the, that the fight that women were having and the struggles that they were having how synonymous what I thought they were with how the black experiences Mm -hmm. and that was like a really I remember the day like it just happened and that was like a really eye-opening experience for me in life.
0: Absolutely and I feel like there's a time that me being set back from it and keeping my private life private kind of bit me in the ass because my personal life is very much I you know something that I keep to myself. Uh, with my family structure and everything else. In the 1960s, my family adopted a boy from the Congo who is now my Uncle George in the Leewood of all places. And you know, from the day that he moved in People were like, "Oh, is this your new driver?" Like, no, that's not it. When I was growing up, uh, we. I mean, go, I can kind of understand how this random black guy really shows up, right? I right. And I get you it, think he's I the help? It. Like, that's kind of what I was.
3: So he's like, I mean, <laughs> I'm
0: 13, not trying to be racist, so I get that part. We go into, I mean, like to the point where we'd be going to restaurants, and like, "Oh yeah, my uncle and my cousins are over here." And they're like, oh, no, we don't have anybody you're waiting on, and whatever. I mean, the things that my family experienced in the 60s is totally different for me. Uh, my daughter is biracial, and when she was eight days old, I remember going to Target in South Johnson County. And uh, I was like, okay, I need to go get formula. And it's my first venture out as a mom, right? And this woman with two kids that were, like, destroying the, like, trading card aisle at Target, like, th- that weird aisle that nobody goes in. Um, just destroying it she looks over at me she's like oh that's a beautiful baby is her father around and I'm like oh so that's how this is now. <laughs>
3: Um, that's not funny, but... it's
0: Absolutely not. But that that's the reality, though, is that... White that,
3: people bold, bro. They are. I can't imagine just saying that to somebody I don't know. Like, that's wild. <laughs> just walking
0: up and be like, yes. Yeah, that's something. wild to me. But I kind of want to start doing it to random people and be like, yo, is that, that kid's dad <laughs> around? And it's like, obviously, the dad's, like, right there. And, like, just um, asking, you know, statistic-wise, I, just, just like throwing it out there.
3: <laughs> yeah! <laughs> like, I think that about those Karen videos, like, y'all got to start knocking them people out. Like... I I mean, I'm not. I'm not a violent person. Like, I'm like not afraid of the confrontation. But oh, you get me now. These people,
0: I've got some anger. These people,
3: it's like I'm not gonna let this person. Like, what's the benefit? Like, at this point, we know. So the person is talking crazy. I'm just going to have my phone like, oh, I'm recording this. What? Knock nope. that motherfucker out. No, like, I'm gonna, are I'm gonna know, it? like
0: First phone call you make I, is to your attorney, and that's it. Like, I, I'm I, just I, sick, I I definitely like, just MVP. beat the shit out of someone. <laughs> <Yeah.
3: Yeah. laughs> it was okay, though. It was okay. If yeah. you think about it, knock <laughs> Like, somebody is going to get really rich yep. knocking one of these people. I'm mm-hmm. serious. Because, like, think about it. White person talking crazy at Walmart because they don't want to wear a mask all in your face spitting on you. Boom, knock the person out. Sure, maybe you get charged.
0: Right. Start a GoFundMe. <laughs> You'll make six I figures. I an idiot out. Are you welcome? You'll make
3: six figures. You're probably not going to jail. You maybe get probation. And you just made $120,000 for knocking this person out. This could I would be into light Club. I'm telling I'm you. I'm into it. I'm telling you. Oh, gosh. I'm not advocating for people to knock out people, but I'm just saying. Absolutely not. At some point. We're not violent at people. At some point, that needs to happen. There's an opportunity there. At some point, <laughs> that needs to happen. That's what I think.
0: I gotta ask though, how do we, how do we get better? How do we do better as Kansas City? Like because you are very deeply rooted in this community to the point where I'd say that uh, you might not be going anywhere from Kansas City for a little bit. Do you have any breaking news of career <laughs> changes you want to tell us? <laughs> no, you know? I'm
3: cool for right but, now. Uh, uh, I mean, because ha- you love the city. You might not like the answer. I mean, no, it's okay. Absolute power concedes nothing voluntarily. Like when you think about it, I was talking to Tasha about this earlier. Every movement of black people in this country has been strongly opposed by white people. Like, don't let white people tell you anything different. They did not like Martin Luther King. They can say they did now. Look at his approval ratings when he was alive. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: People, black people, who are really outspoken with race don't become popular until they die or something happens. Think about Muhammad Ali. Very polarizing figure. When did he become really popular? He couldn't talk anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, he couldn't talk anymore. So, like, that part is it. So, I mean, the answer is... I think all of this ends with the law being passed. Like, you think about the Civil Rights Movement. They passed something. They passed a major piece of legislation that that's how I think it ends. Like, something has to happen in order for this to end. Because the cycle of it is just going to continue where there's going to be another Jacob Blake. There's going to be another incident that just – it just keeps stacking on top of itself that I think – Part of the response, obviously, a large part of the response is the like, lack of regard for black life. But the other regard of it is there is a very strong feeling in our country that nothing happens in those scenarios. Where in every other instance where someone gets killed, I believe the person is going to be prosecuted. Like the, the video, I'm sure you guys have seen it, where that white guy, or maybe I don't, can't really see the video clear enough, but the guy walks up and then shoots the cops two times at point blank mm-hmm. range. When they find them, if they tell me they're giving that person the death penalty, you ain't going to hear no arguments from me. I'm on your side. Like, you shouldn't be allowed to do that. Like, everybody agrees that you shouldn't be able to do this. So if we all agree in that scenario, why is it okay in these scenarios to do those things? Um, but one thing I do want to make very clear here about all of this, to me, Black Lives Matter is way more than police brutality. Like, if you think about how our city is. The goal of most American cities is to make it far enough where you can move as far away from black people as possible. Think about it. Like, when do you deem someone making it in Kansas City? You live in Leewood, You live in Shawnee Mission. You live far away from black people. That that part has just, like, always been really messed up to me. And I wrote about this in the Kansas City Star. Mm -hmm. The biggest thing is it shouldn't be an, like, advantage where if you grow up on 12th and Prospect, you shouldn't get a drastically better education than if you live on 135th and Metcalf. And until we fix those problems, then it's always going to be this cycle. Like that part, like the fact that our country is signed up for that system, it's just like the most mind-blowing thing to be that's in the world. Like we acknowledge these group of black and brown people get an inferior education and then wonder how they can catch up. Like... You don't catch up, you don't. like, yeah. you don't catch up if one person goes to Blue Valley Northwest and the other person goes to Central. I'm sorry, like, there's a lot that has to happen for that person that go to Central to catch up to the other person, like, a lot has to happen.
0: And they also, like, uh, I really don't enjoy how people want to capitalize on top stories, or they want to, like, use people as a, well, look, this person did it, so you can too. And I think that it's more important to lead by example um, with the community, especially, with the area that we live in Kansas City was based on redlining. It was based on some very segregated areas. Uh, I know that nobody cares about my story in Leewood, but the area in Leewood that I grew up in was personally like segregated, this little square block. So they couldn't, the Jewish people couldn't join the Leewood Country Club because they don't want people, uh, Jewish people joining the Country Club. And that's where I lived. And it's just little things like that where we have these uh, tendencies to think that Kansas City, oh, we got the plaza, we have all this great stuff. And it's like, yeah, but look at what it was built on and the zoning and the redlining and everything. J.C. Nichols basically built the blueprint of how to segregate housing in America, and the, that kind of like dark side of Kansas City history, where it's not always this happy sports town kind of place. I think that's what bringing to light some of those issues in, in real time and in modern times can be a huge uh, can be a huge benefit for people's education too.
3: Yeah, it's um I don't know if you've ever seen this map before, but look online and look at the map of where the black population in Kansas City is, and then see where they're concentrated, it's hard to think that that's random. Like, I hear what you're saying, but, like, mm-hmm. you know, when you, like, think about it, and the line, over. and it's, yeah. you know, J.C. Nichols has been dead a long time. Like, mm-hmm. it's hard to think, like, you know, 80% of the black population in Kansas City lives in this small five-mile area that's, like, really, really wild.
0: It's systematic, so it goes but, and, to yeah, bigger issues. Yeah,
3: yeah. no, and uh, I was going to make this point really quick. Um... Harvard came to this conclusion that your zip code is the best indicator of what your personal health is going to be. Think about that. That's wild. Based on where you grow up or where you're born, that's the best indicator of how healthy you're going to be as an adult. Which is insane that that's the case. Mean, yeah, which, which is yeah, which is insane. That. Which is insane.
0: Absolutely. So I think that it's been probably one of my most anticipated interviews I've ever done talking to you because I feel like. Uh, we've grown a lot individually. Uh, your career has gone, I feel like, national now. Uh, not just no, the audience. Kind of, no, not, not like national. No, no, national. it's it not is. like national. It is national. Yeah, no, give me my but flowers No, no, it's 100% This is and Harrison, <laughs> national news. That was my bad. Uh, you have just continued getting more and more, I guess, under your belt? Like, where do you see yourself going? I know uh, that I said not yeah, five years. Not five years, uh, but just in general. Like, dream job, money aside, what do you want to wake up and do every day?
3: I want to work at somewhere like Bleacher Report or The Ringer. Yeah. Um, I feel like I work in a place where you're only encouraged to create one kind of content. Mm-hmm. Then I look at companies like that, and they create a lot of different stuff. Um, and I think that... Because of YouTube and short attention spans, our generation and the one below us likes micro-content a lot more. Like, I think about the stuff I watch on YouTube. Like, I just watch eight-minute videos, like, all the time where I get all this information in, like, eight minutes. Like, I just watched this thing on the rise and fall of shopping malls and how it's going to last post-coronavirus. (laughs) And I was like, this is, like, really interesting. Like, I watch that kind of stuff all the time. That's amazing. I'm serious. I do that stuff. I do this. I'm serious. I watch. I YouTube's my favorite channel. Yeah, like I, that's all the I channel watch. I watch the most is YouTube.
0: Um, and only thing. <laughs> definitely. Not, <laughs> I wasn't gonna bring definitely. that up. Absolutely not. It's just a live stream. It's only by, hands. Only hands. Hey, we got a new market out there, a new website. I freaking love it. I, well, you also have just continued to evolve, and you've continued to adapt to the media market. So I don't know. I just feel like it's it's a big step for us to be. On the same show together, it's not in my dad's basement. as everybody like <laughs> no, are out there? It. I I feel like it's really important now for people, especially in this changing media landscape, to not. Stick together. I'm not expecting you to like text me every day and be like, hey, how do you feel about this issue? Absolutely not. Send me I, the
3: pictures you was posting on the internet. I will. I will set up my, my only fans,
0: and then we'll be good to go. I will take over the market. I'll be the top 5% by Friday. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Uh, no, I. Uh, where can everybody find you? That's the most annoying question
3: of oh, uh, every interview. I'll, I'll, where can
0: everybody find you
3: I'll on social media? I'll tell you this. <laughs> since. Uh, you know it. Yeah, I, told it you on, it together, I told it on Tasha. Tasha's uh, interview, I'll say it here, I'm actually in the middle of making a documentary, um, so I'll have like a trailer to show people here in a little bit, I'm really excited about it, um, I just, I'm going to say what it's about now, I was going to gonna gonna Tasha ask, mad. I didn't want to be annoying, I just want to like, make Tasha mad, I just want to make her mad now, oh so i God. wouldn't talk about it on my else.
0: show, you don't even like me, <laughs> this is even better, uh, <laughs> <da-da-da-da-da-da>. <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 you know what? I don't want to do it. I want that time. Do about. it! Do <laughs> it! <Really? laughs> uh, what is this? Like, if it's a day in the life of Carrington, no, it's like, not am I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna watch it tomorrow. So career. no, I, I actually haven't talked about this to a lot of people that are outside my circle. So, um, I had this idea probably I don't know, like a year ago. I felt like in Kansas City, people only tell Jeron Rush's story because it's like the perfect documentary. You know, it's like the it's the child prodigy in eighth grade that becomes the number one high school basketball recruit. And this like a very tragic ending But I was like, there has to be other great high school basketball stories in Kansas city. So I think we're going to name it from Paseo to Pembroke. And it's going to be from Anthony Peeler's senior year until when Kareem leaves Pembroke Hill and why great basketball players in the city started going to private schools and why like, Marcus Walker, maybe you heard him before. He went to mm-hmm. O'Hara. He was the best basketball player in the city. He grew up on 12th Street. He went to O'Hara. Long way from 12th Street. So, um, why is he in there? Uh, I actually got a trailer I can show you. Toph has seen it before. I'm so excited. Um, so yeah, um, Jaron's in it. Kareem's in it. Travis Relaford's in it. Like, Marcus Denman's in it. Like, it's a big deal. I really wanted Whoa. this, I really wanted this to be like our version of The Last Dance. Um, yes. like when I watched The Last Dance, it was like very definitive. Um, oh. Naturally, Gross. I took it personally. It was my <laughs> yeah. whole narrative. I don't know if you know but about it, that. It was, you know, it was really cool because, um, you know, I felt like nobody could come back and tell Michael Jordan's story. Like Jordan's in it, Phil's in it, like everybody. Where'd you in watch it? it? I was. At, uh, I watched the first two episodes at home. Then somebody sent me the leak, so I just watched. It. I watched it all like in two days, of and course. then I went back and then watched it with everybody on TV. Um, so yeah. Um, Everybody that works at Metro Sports is in it. It's going to be really cool. I'm really excited about it. Um, that's been my whole project over the summer. Um, hopefully Netflix buys it. That's what I hope. That's, that's my dream. Uh,
0: Absolutely.
3: So, yeah, you're actually the first person that I wouldn't consider a friend that I've actually told this to. Wow. I, I figured I could do that on this, on Absolutely. this uh, podcast.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you for doing that. I look so, yeah, forward to it. I'll show
3: you the thing. Uh, I'll show you my, uh, my trailer.
0: Perfect. I'm excited.
3: I'm, I'm excited. To t- I part of me just wanted to tell you because Tasha was there, and so t- I know it made her mad. Yeah, luckily, luckily. Uh, yeah, well, another so. episode's gonna debut before this one, so there
0: go.
3: <laughs> yeah, so no, I wouldn't tell her, but she's seen the and stuff. she knows about it. Uh, but yeah, no, that's uh, that's what I've been working on. Uh, I have this idea, I'll give it to you free of charge. I wanna take Denny Matthews to Betty Ray's and have him review the ice cream there. I've told, I've told Denny that, that we gotta do this video. Like,
0: I'm confident you can get it done though. Oh yeah, Denny and I like, really
3: close. Um, yeah. Like Denny, I would consider Denny Matthews to be a friend of mine. Um, yeah, I guess last thing here, the maybe like the craziest part, this is like a pat myself, like the wildest part about my job now is like people that I used to look up to, I can, like I consider them their friends. Like I went over to Neil Smith's house for Thanksgiving. Like, we had turkey today. It's a big deal. To the Absolutely, Did, like a really cool thing, you Absolutely. know. Um, that's the part that still like trips me out um, about the whole thing. Like a lot of it is, I don't have the personality where I get like really up about things. Um, which is probably like a bad thing. Tasha always tells me it's a really bad thing. because I don't ever get like that. Like, some things are, like, really cool. Like, I don't get starstruck very often, but I remember when I saw Bo Jackson, like, oh damn, that's Bo Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Bo Jackson like, that's a I, big moment, though. Yeah, like, like, the, like, not everybody gets to see
0: Bo Jackson. I met Bo Jackson like, before. Right.
3: I met Bo Jackson. Andy's come on the show another time. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: I had that um, moment when I told Ben Affleck to move out of my way when I was out at Legacy Stadium during the NFL playoffs, <laughs> and he was watching the Patriots lose. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, I got so many of those. Uh, and he was just like, Oh, I'm sorry for being your way. I'm like, Absolutely. Oh shit, you're Ben Affleck. Um, do you have Matt Damon's number? I'd like to talk to him. He's the only five nine guy I would ever be into. <laughs> Damon,
3: uh, uh, fact, not
0: that this is about me. Now I just want um,
3: to tell you like famous people I've met. I want story. to hear about it. So uh, I- I've met Chris. I Christy Teigen twice, I met Christy Teigen at the All-Star game in 2014 and talked to her for like 10 minutes and she was like normal, she was really cool, uh, and then I saw her again at the Super Bowl, so this is the Super Bowl that the Patriots and the Seahawks, the Marshall okay. Island Super Bowl, That's and I saw her and that was the first time I knew I saw a supermodel, the first time she was like in a, like a Royals uniform, but I saw her then, only like, fans. She's bad. <laughs> like, I saw it right there. It was amazing. I will uh, cash
0: up you $50. The crazy the crazy
3: thing about going to the Super Bowl, if you've ever been to Radio Row, Never. is you can see, like, the real height of celebrity. So we right. went when uh, when uh, Little Nas X, when Old Town Road was there, yep. the energy when he was there was different. Like, it was... He was like the Pod Piper. Like everybody yeah. wanted to talk to him. Everybody was around him. Um, Dak Prescott walked in the room. It was a different energy. He's a quarterback of the Cowboys. Like it was different. Like Derek. Okay? Like Derek Henry was like yeah. you could have talked to Derek Henry. Like after the AFC Championship game Super Bowl week you could have talked to Derek Henry. Like Barry Sanders. It's a normal guy. Didn't have a whole entourage with him. Wasn't a big deal. Every was a big deal when every walked in there. Like mm. you could like you can like really see who's – famous and like a different tier and then as the was days Bob go, Huggins there. no he was and not it there wasn't really a thing. <laughs> he was opinion. not there um and then as the week goes on the more famous. because i remember that friday kevin hart showed up he did one of his radio shows he has, uh, he has a channel on sirius he did a show there and he brought in lizzo and rick ross Casualty. and like lizzo this was you know beginning of the year so she was like really big um, and it was, it was really cool. So I've had, like, a lot of those really, like, really cool experiences. That's um, awesome. As a – as a, in my career, it's been a lot of fun. Um,
0: and now you get to meet me, and that's yeah. super exciting as well. I mean, I yeah.
3: talked to Patrick Mahomes on Monday, but this right. was more – was this was is more, more, is clearly – This, <laughs> <was more. laughs> this clearly – This was more – actually, no, let me tell you – I told this story earlier, so I'll tell it again. I'll tell a different story. <laughs> so – my mom has only been happy like really happy three times in my life that i remember like you were born, obviously i wasn't there though <laughs> <laughs> but uh she was really happy when <laughs> so 2014 i gave her tickets to the first game of the, of the world series she was really happy when i told her i was going back to school and when i gave her tickets to see hamilton when hamilton just came and the other time So this was beginning of last football season. My sister, she was going to be a senior. And she was like, all I want to do, all you got to get me is I want to meet Patrick Mahomes. And I was like, I'll do my best to make it happen. She got to meet Patrick Mahomes last year, week two of the NFL season. I called in a favor. She took a picture. I remember being very upset that (laughs) she didn't credit me in the the Instagram caption because I worked. (laughs) I, I had to make like three or four phone calls so she could meet Patrick Mahomes. But, um yeah like that's the part that's like really rewarding about the job honestly um yeah that and i still get like i i still genuinely love doing it um like the thing that i really i really like wanted to do why i didn't really want to do tv in the beginning is i felt like it was like really limiting and i like that every day at two o'clock nobody tells me what i can and can't talk about like nobody tells me what the lead should be Nobody tells me that we have to do this a certain number of times. Like, it's sort of based on, like, my own instincts and feel that, like, it's always made it really fun to me. Um, And that's the part that I still get really excited about. Like, I still get really excited when things happen, you know, like, when the Chiefs trade for Frank Clark. Like, I still get really excited because I know those are those, we call them listener expectation days, you know. Like, the audience is expecting you to be at the best. But know, not
0: so. put him in the Hall of Fame yet is from what I heard today. Oh, that's
3: yeah, amazing. no, like, let's calm down just
0: yeah, a little bit. What, Let's calm so, down. <laughs> uh, Love but Therese, yeah. but maybe <laughs> yeah. just, like, back up a Defensive little bit. Defensive player
3: that's of right. the year was a little <laughs> OD. Whatever.
0: Yeah. That's what we have to do now. Like, Chiefs fans, like, are we going to be satisfied? Like, we remember the years that were not fun. Uh, there's a lot of them. Thankfully, there's a lot of fans that remember uh, 2012 to 2013 were like, is this ever going to get better? Chiefs fans
3: instantly became KU fans. Like, what I do appreciate, (laughs) what I instantly, what I I appreciate about KU fans is what I, I I mean this is someone who love I love Missouri. Like, I would say Missouri is the only team I would Uh consider myself to be a fan of. What I love about KU fans is they know exactly what they are. We're better than you at basketball. Winners,
0: absolutely. We don't,
3: we're not cool with second place. We don't put these banners up for normal things, accomplishments. Like, we're only going to celebrate when we're champions or when we do something truly. Like, that's how Chiefs fans, the, the same group that always expected the worst, one person has changed it where you now always think the best. Mm-hmm. And now it's, like, a little bit like overcorrection. Like, everybody on the team can't have 1,000 yards receiving. Like, <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. Everybody You're on the fine. team can have – it's one of those things like, all right, how many yards do you think Pat's going to throw for?
1: 4,900.
3: Well, Kelsey's gonna have fifteen hundred and Tyrese going. Hold on. You're giving three people four thousand where's the other yards coming from? Like that's what she's We're fans, just, but no, it's fun. Eighty um, points a game, we'll be fine. <laughs> it's fun though. Um Yeah, it's it's uh it's a lot of fun. It's been a really enjoyable this is all I've ever really wanted to do. I've only had like three jobs in my entire life. I sold shoes at Sears. I was really good at it. Um I was, I was really good at it. So you are a foot guy? No, nah, I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, nah, I'm just gonna keep pushing I, it until you tell just, me no. <laughs> I never,
3: I never really bothered like talking to people, so it was always, it was. I really enjoyed doing it. Um, yeah, feet
0: guys keep it themselves, so I
3: get that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, uh, <laughs> I, um, I tried to do the middle of the mall survey person. Oh, I did that. Oh. That
0: prepares you for radio, though.
3: Like, uh, I actually, do you want to talk to me? I quit that job. It wasn't nearly as fun as I thought it was going to be. It's a terrible job. Um, I worked at. I used to work at this uh, RBI, Reviving Baseball in the inner city. So we had to like basically be like park rangers. I did that. I did that because when I was in college, my first semester, I was broke. Like most college students, like absolutely broke. And I remember I went back home that summer and I told myself, whatever I had to do, I'll never go back to being broke. I wasn't rich by any means. Nobody's rich in college. But you but have 20 myself, bucks a
0: week. You're
2: rich. <laughs> I, mean, I told so. myself,
3: I'll oh, never. No. So, I mean, I, that was the hardest I've ever worked in my entire life that <laughs> summer. Because being broke was absolutely miserable. Like, every kid that's in college knows. Like, the cafeteria, the food is terrible, but you don't have enough money to eat anything else. The worst experience. I told myself, I didn't care. what If I had to sell drugs, I was not <laughs> going back to being broke. I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going back to being broke. Not like that. No.
0: Absolutely. So I figured
3: out how to start burning DVDs. I was going to do whatever. Yes. I was writing. I was I was, like
0: DVDs I
3: was out doing Absolutely. football players, homework, whatever yes. I had to do. Whatever I had to do, man. That's so beautiful, though. That prepared just, you, though. I was just randomly telling you stories because I've enjoyed talking to you so much.
0: Oh, my gosh. Is this another compliment? I'm so excited. This was
3: this was a really enjoyable time.
0: I've had a great time, too. Carrington, thank you so much for...
3: No, thank you for having me. I appreciate you having me uh, here at The Peanut. Uh, tell the peanut to go back to regular menus. To <laughs> <go back. laughs> I was going to say, like, I can 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
0: Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball.
3: Uh, what?
0: Es mejor llegar tarde al trabajo que nunca volver a trabajar. Y es mejor recoger tarde a tus hijos que nunca volver a recogerlos. Llegar tarde a donde vayas por esperar a que pase el tren es mucho mejor que arriesgar tu vida tratando de ganarle
3: el paso. Por algo existe el dicho. Más vale tarde que nunca. Alto. El tren no para. Mensaje de nexo